This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. Find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Ham and eggs are bound to constitute the majority of Easter leftovers for many American families. We've got the hard-boiled eggs for the deviled eggs and the egg hunts, of course. If you're anything like me, I went ahead and bought more than I thought I would need. Three dozen eggs, actually. And then I realized I bought all brown-shelled eggs, organic eggs, <laughs> tending to dye some with my kids. And definitely didn't want to make the trip back to the grocery store for white-shelled eggs and have four dozen eggs on hand, right? The good news is eggs can be kept in the refrigerator for months, and even frozen. Those are some of the tips I share in one of my recent blog posts at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. These come from the Fresh Eggs Daily Cookbook by Lisa Steele. This is a new release and reviewers for Tribune News Service. I shared some of the tips and insights from that book under the headline, Tips Crack the Code on Fresh Eggs, published April 13th. And I wanted to reiterate some of those in this podcast, pique people's interest, give you some encouragement as far as using those eggs with a recipe that would be absolutely perfect, both with eggs and with leftover ham. It's for a sweet pepper and cheddar clafouti. Ham is left out of the title, but ham does play a significant role, and you could even add more than the recipe calls for. This is a recipe I posted December 2020 under the headline Savory Clafouti, a refined receptacle for holiday ham. Of course, acknowledging that ham is a very common Christmas centerpiece as well for many families. I thought I'd share that one and sort of a little bonus recipe for creme fraiche, one of the ingredients that it calls for in the clafouti. And that is from my blog archives at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food back from January 2017. And this podcast will feature all of those aspects, starting with some facts and tips all about eggs from the Fresh Eggs Daily Cookbook. Eggs typically aren't dated in the common manner of other food packages. Three-digit numbers printed on the egg cartons from 001 to 365, or if it's a leap year, make that 366 correspond with the number of days that have passed since the beginning of the year. So if a carton is stamped with 054, for example, it was packaged February 23rd. So bear that in mind. Of course, eggs do keep a long time, way longer than most people realize, I think. Not that many of us need help using them up really, but on principle, they will last in the refrigerator for three to four months. If they're unrefrigerated, remember when they're in a nesting box under chicken, they will stay good. They're not going to spoil in that environment for about two weeks or more. However, if 
eggs have ever been refrigerated, it's important to not leave them out at room temperature then because bacteria can enter the shell, which is porous when it goes from cold to warm. So don't leave your eggs out on the counter for more than an hour. Certainly if you're planning on incorporating them in a recipe and it calls for room temperature eggs, that length of time will be fine. Speaking of bacteria, eggs are stored pointy end down because it makes it harder for bacteria to get through the alkaline white to the yolk, which is more vulnerable. And storing them this way also centers the yolk, which makes a prettier hard-cooked or deviled egg. Cold eggs do separate more easily than room temperature ones, so separate them fresh out of the refrigerator, but then let them sit the whites specifically for 30 minutes before whipping because room temperature egg whites whip better than cold ones. And if you're trying to whip egg whites, most of us know that the slightest drop of fat, including from the egg yolk, so it's important to separate them cleanly, will keep whites from whipping into a stiff, airy structure. So before whipping egg whites, make sure there's no yolk or very, very little, just tiny amount, and that the bowl and whisker beaters that you're using are perfectly clean. To bring chilled eggs to room temperature quickly, you can either leave them on the counter for 30 minutes or cover them in tepid water for 10 minutes. Although eggs are graded by size, they're sold by weight. So a dozen large eggs weighs 24 ounces, even though the eggs inside the carton can be different sizes, as long as they add up to that weight. And chicken eggs can be white, blue, green, or tan, and there's absolutely no difference in their nutritional value or taste. Most supermarket eggs are white because they're laid by leghorn hens, a breed that lays white eggs and is favored by commercial farmers because they can produce eggs on less feed than many other breeds. If the carton says cage-free, it could conceivably mean that the chickens are kept in a large warehouse, not outside. And if this is the farm's practice, chickens' beaks can be filed to keep them from pecking one another. They are territorial. Free range could also mean they're kept in a large warehouse with an open door to the outside that some chickens may never use. They may never venture outside. That's just simply the government guideline and how it's defined. The phrases hormone-free and antibiotics-free don't really mean anything. In the United States, it's against a lot of hormones to laying chickens, and very few commercial farms use antibiotics, according to Lisa Steele. She also makes it clear, and she's a longtime keeper of chickens, that they're omnivores. They'll eat anything. They don't just eat plants. They eat bugs, worms, lizards, and even frogs. So if an egg carton is labeled vegetarian-fed, you can assume it means the chickens were kept indoors. Otherwise, they would eat bugs, worms, lizards, and frogs. <laughs> anything else they took a mind to eating. If you have lots of leftover eggs, more than you can use after Easter, you can freeze them, but not on the shelf, of course, because the liquid inside will expand and will crack it open. To freeze them, and I've done this with great success, whisk the eggs until they're well beaten, then pour them in ice cube trays coated with non-stick spray. Silicone trays work best. Store the frozen cubes in a freezer bag for up to six months and defrost overnight before using. I actually prefer to whisk a larger quantity, one that I know will make a quiche, for example, a frittata, or even this clafouti would be a great use to simply transfer 
four beaten eggs, six beaten eggs, eight beaten eggs, whatever it is your recipe calls for to a larger container. And of course, any sort of Rubbermaid freezer type container that you prefer also works. Even a mason jar with those freezer safe lids, as long as you don't overfill it, of course, because the beaten eggs do still expand. And then label it. Label how many eggs are in that container, eight eggs, and then you thaw it out and you're ready to proceed with your favorite recipe for beaten eggs, including this clafuti, which I think is brilliant, both for a brunch. Mother's Day, of course, is coming up hot on the heels of Easter, which would be a great way to use up the excess eggs, or even an evening dish. I often eat eggs at dinner time. I like to make frittata for my family for lunch and dinner, and this recipe is very in that vein for me. Sweet pepper and cheddar clafuti, posted December 3rd, 2020, under the headline, Savory Clafuti, a Refined Receptacle for Holiday Ham. It calls for creme fraiche, a half cup, which is becoming more widely available in the Rogue Valley. You can certainly find it at many grocers with well-stocked cheese sections in particular, but it's so easy to make at home for just pennies by comparison. And again, this is something I've done myself and definitely advocate if you are a fan of creme fraiche, which is thin. It's a much thinner texture than sour cream, for example. Sour cream will work just fine as a substitute in this recipe, particularly a lower fat sour cream that you've stirred um, to ensure that it's a little bit runnier. But creme fraiche is well worth making, and it's a lovely garnish to all types of fresh produce, makes a great dip. can use it for things besides this recipe. Look it up on the internet. You'll find plenty of suggestions, I'm sure. But to make it, all you need is a cup of heavy whipping cream. You do not want ultra-pasteurized because you are relying on the naturally occurring beneficial bacteria and fermentation to essentially transform whipping cream into a fermented food. Find this recipe by searching my blog archives at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. The easiest way is to select from the drop down menu on the right hand side of the page under the heading archives and select January 2017 page down to close to the bottom where you should find this post. Fermented foods are traditional and on trend. They're posted in reverse order. So January 6th, they'll be near the bottom. Stir together in a glass jar, one cup heavy whipping cream. Again, you don't want ultra pasteurized and two tablespoons buttermilk. That's it. If you want it sweetened, for a dessert, which is popular in European recipes, you can add one to two tablespoons confection or sugar, but you don't want to do that for this clafuti recipe. After putting a lid on that container and shaking the mixture, all you do is set it aside at room temperature for eight to 24 hours or until it's thickened. You'll know when it's thick enough. It'll be something besides the cream and the buttermilk that you put in the jar. It will have a different texture and a great tangy flavor. And don't forget that you don't need to worry about leaving this out at room temperature because bacteria in the buttermilk has a pH level that prevents it from developing bad bacteria. This is a natural process, much like sauerkraut. It's totally safe and 
again, you're going to be transferring it to this recipe that's cooked. If you have any misgivings whatsoever, I can assure you it's delicious and it's been done for time out of mind. So no need to worry. Once it has thickened to a sour cream-like consistency, give the creme fraiche a stir, cover it with the lid again and refrigerate. And you can keep it for about 10 days in your refrigerator. And then you can use a half cup of that in this recipe for sweet pepper and cheddar clafouti. The easiest way to find this is to enter in the magnifying glass on the right-hand side of the Mail Tribune's homepage, the term clafouti, C-L-A-F-O-U-T-I-S, and this recipe should pop right up again from December 3rd, 2020. This recipe very often is made as a dessert with cherries, is super popular. Many people think of it that way. And if you've never had a clafouti, you can also think of it similarly to a German pancake or a Dutch baby, as many people know them. It just doesn't puff up over the sides of the pan. It's rich and delicious and creamy, but it doesn't have that sort of puffy edge around it. It calls for three quarter cup whole milk that half cup creme fraiche, four large eggs, two and a half tablespoons all-purpose flour, a quarter cup chopped fresh basil leaves, three quarter teaspoon fine sea salt, that's a divided use plus more is needed, a half teaspoon freshly ground black pepper, one cup coarsely grated sharp white cheddar cheese, that's a divided use, two ounces sliced ham that's been chopped. You can use more, I think, for this. The batter can definitely take it if you just want a really, really bold, meaty clafouti. Try not to maybe more than double it, but it can take more for sure. Two tablespoons extra virgin olive oil, three sweet bell peppers, preferably red, orange, and yellow, the whole spectrum there, cored and sliced into quarter inch wide strips. Of course, if you don't like so much bell pepper or you want to leave them out, then you can start adding back more ham to this recipe. I mean, the egg's only going to support so many ingredients, but again, you could maybe cut back on this amount of bell pepper. I probably would and put more ham for my personal taste. Two garlic cloves that have been peeled and thinly sliced, a quarter cup grated Parmesan cheese, fresh lemon juice for serving, and crushed red pepper flakes for serving. Start sweet pepper and cherry clafouti by heating the oven to 375 degrees Fahrenheit. In a large bowl, whisk together the three-quarter cup milk with the half cup creme fraiche, the four eggs, the two and a half tablespoons all-purpose flour, the quarter cup chopped fresh basil leaves, a half teaspoon of the salt, and the half teaspoon freshly grated black pepper. Stir in three-quarter cup of the cheddar as well as the ham. In a nine-inch oven-proof skillet, heat the oil two tablespoons extra virgin olive oil over medium heat. Stir in the slices from those three sweet bell peppers cut into quarter inch strips, cored and seeded of course. Cook the peppers until they're softened and golden at their edges and that'll take about 10 to 15 minutes. Then stir in the two peeled and thinly sliced garlic cloves and the remaining quarter teaspoon salt. Cook until fragrant for about two minutes. Scrape the egg mixture into the skillet and top with the remaining cheddar cheese. And that's about a quarter cup you have remaining, as well as the quarter cup grated Parmesan cheese. 
to make this a little bit fancier, you can scrape the vegetables into a gratin or casserole dish and add the egg mixture and cheese to that if you don't want to bake it in the skillet that you use to cook. Bake the clafouti in the preheated 375 degree oven until the eggs are set and that takes about 35 to 40 minutes. Cool slightly, then top with a squeeze of lemon juice and some red pepper flakes. And that makes four to six servings of sweet pepper and cheddar clafouti. From the cookbook Dinner in French, My Recipes by Way of France by Melissa Clark. And that was posted to my blog, The Whole Dish, at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Find another post using leftover ham this week, ham tetrazzini, a baked pasta dish, which I consider a real family favorite recipe using spaghetti, baby peas, and lots of cheese. You can find that one at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading the whole dish.